0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Uh, we were asking the question last week, you know, the kind of catalysts it would take to drive markets up and that rebound attempt, as expected, is losing steep. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's been enough for investors to work with. We are seeing some momentum just fizzling out. So we saw US stocks overnight just underwater and the early action across Asia looking quite muted. So investors start between expecting a further. Correction with maybe a potential recession on Mm. the horizon Mm. as those interest rates go up. And they are, on the other hand, maybe thinking about buying on the dips, especially as the valuations look more attractive week by week. So that is going to be a big question. And let's check in with Mito Koticha. He is the head of emerging markets strategy for TD Securities. Morning, Mito. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Meito, let's talk about what's driving markets these days. So last week, you we saw a bit of a bounce, but that seems to be losing steam. Is this just going to be a relief rally? And should investors get a bit more careful about getting sucked back in?
1: I think there's definitely caution here. I think the rally clearly has taken place after a massive decline in equity markets in recent months, and uh, we're seeing to some extent potentially a bear market rally here. The question is whether it's more sustainable, and I think the reality is that we still need to see and get to grips with the risks of a recession and to what extent the Fed needs to hike rates. And so I think markets are still battling, investors are still battling with that scenario of a recession here. So until there's some clarity as to this, it's very hard see stocks and and risk assets in general sustain gains for a longer period of time. Yeah, Mitchell,
0: talking about recession, what are your expectations when it comes to recession? Are we looking for something this year, next year?
1: And how bad will it be? Well, our our base case is that we won't see a recession, but the Fed is actually obviously going to be teetering towards this by hiking rates significantly in the next few months. For example, we will probably see another 75 basis point hike Mm. from the Fed next month followed by at least 50 basis point hikes after that before rate hikes moderate. But point being that interest rates will get above neutral. Therefore, the risk of these aggressive moves to try and dampen inflation will certainly put the potential of recession very much in the spotlight. So I think you can't rule it out. It's certainly not our base case. and But at the moment, the risks are being skewed in that direction.
0: Yeah, the risk is on the horizon. And talking about those rate hikes, Mitchell, what will be the play here for Asian markets? emerging markets, will that be a race to uh, high rates as
1: well? I think it, certainly Asia is playing a little bit of catch-up to rate hikes elsewhere, even compared to other emerging market regions, Asia has been lagging behind, and and quite rightly so to some extent, because inflation has not been as problematic. But now we are seeing inflation pressures intensify, particularly food and energy prices, which is a key component of inflation baskets in the region. So we do expect central banks in the region to hike more aggressively going forward. That said, we don't expect them to necessarily echo the Fed in terms of the, the size and magnitude of hikes we're expecting in this region
0: yeah we've seen the philippine peso something to its weakest in nearly 17 years and the indian rupee declining to its record low last week will these be among the most vulnerable countries to watch out for
1: i think to some extent yes i mean clearly we're seeing pressure across the board in terms of asian currencies it does seem as if those central banks that are not Necessarily seen as aggressive in terms of tightening. Maybe the ones that could see their markets come under a bit, or at least currencies come under a bit more pressure. But again, I, I would argue that you know part of this is just broad-based dollar strength. Mm. And I think assuming the dollar remains firm, at least in the next few weeks, it does maintain that view that Asian currencies will remain on the back foot.
0: Yeah, we are seeing a dollar on the dollar index around 103.96 right now. So for the year, it's up 13%. Uh, how much more upside or strength do you expect in the second half of this year?
1: Well, I think it's going to be probably half of two different paths. I mean, firstly, we may see a bit more dollar strength coming through in the next few weeks and the dollar index, uh, therefore, will continue to strengthen. But I think we're probably looking at a peak sometime in this quarter and we would argue that as we go through the rest of this year, we will see the dollar come off uh, and weaken against uh, many currencies. I think much will depend on to what extent and when markets fully price in the magnitude of Fed hikes. I think once everything is in the price, which I think we're very close to, Mm Uh, then we could see the dollar come under pressure. And bearing in mind markets are now uh, pricing in rate cuts also to some extent to the end of next year and uh, into 2024, which again could undermine the dollar. Yeah,
0: talking about under pressure, the Japanese yen is something that's um, been going on a bit of a slump at its weakest in more than 20 years. Where does this leave the Japanese yen? We've got policymakers talking about how too low is not good. And on the other hand, you've got people expecting the BOJ to keep things steady for now.
1: Well, I think... A lot of this is just depending on the policy differential between Japan and the US. Japan's yield curve control has meant that their 10-year JGB bond target is around quarter percent. Or the target's zero, but they've got a band around quarter percent. Now, the point being is, unless Japan gives that up, Uh, the more U.S. yields move higher, the more that rate differential widens between the U.S. and Japan, and therefore the more that dollar-yen moves higher. So I think, again, we'll see dollar-yen look like it will continue to pressure on the upside. We could see moves towards that 140 level in the next several weeks. But again, look, I I think probably much of this move has already taken place. I wouldn't argue we're going to see a huge move here on dollar-yen from these sort of levels.
0: Yeah, already um, Japanese farmers up in arms because the stuff they bring in, the feed for their cattle, and what they need for their farms are costing more so to watch out for in japan and just to wrap things up let's turn to china metal uh, where we've been seeing some strength in chinese stocks u.s listed stocks for example have been on a winning streak um, the longest winning streak since january 2020 where does this leave chinese markets where we've got policymakers in recent days coming out to say they will be supporting with accommodative policies
1: yeah, I think this is obviously all factoring into support for Chinese stocks. The fact that there is expectations of policy stimulus, there's also expectations of less, uh, I guess, regulation on some of the Chinese companies, certainly the tech sector, and also, again, some hope that the U.S. or Chinese stocks listed in the U.S., there may be some sort of agreement in terms of uh, auditing requirements that may not require an eventual delisting. All of these things at the moment are hope rather than reality. So I think unless you see this comes to f- coming to fruition, you could still see renewed pressure on Chinese stocks. But for now, I think the optimism is keeping stock markets in China, at least the foreign listed stocks, are given some support at this point.
0: Yeah, hope and promises. Those are good points. We'll see if they live up to expectations. We've been chatting with Mito He is the Head of Emerging Market Strategy for TD Securities. Mito, thanks for your time as always and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you.